Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony Mack, and Ben Aiken from Narrowing the Field. So, welcome along everyone, we're off to Doncaster, we're off to Donny this weekend, covering three races from their Saturday card, including the final classic of the season already, uh, the Group 1 Scent Ledger, and we close out the pod blast with our football tricksy top, middle and bottom, returning to our usual hunting ground of the Scottish lower leagues after our jaunt into the murky waters of the Scottish Challenge Cup uh, last weekend. But it's uh, racing first, starting with the coverage of the uh, Portland Handicap, due off at 2.25 on Saturday at Doncaster. Ben, can you start us off on that one and welcome along, mate. Oh, Tony, um, I have to say before start, I'm surprised you're here, delighted you're here. Because uh, it was your birthday yesterday, and I thought you'd wake up in your wife fronts in your back garden with next door neighbour's cat licking your face. But no, that was I'm last a... Saturday. Oh, was it last Saturday? Sorry, sorry. Okay. Anyway, I'm glad you're here. Um, but yeah, Portland Handicap, Doncaster. Uh, I have a short list at the moment of significantly. Chipstead, Happy Romance, and Live in the Moment. Uh, significant. Finished seventh in the race last year of a two pound higher mark. But raced all alone on the far side of that occasion. Uh, things just didn't play out from on his lonesome. Um, but he has his prime conditions to attack on Saturday at class two level or below in April to October from a mark of 96 or below, away from undulating and very undulating tracks, and off a break of 12 to 56 days. So he does need. Quite tight prime conditions, but under those conditions, he has four wins and six places from 12 starts. So he does have conditions to attack on Saturday. At Chipstead, won the race last year, but was demoted to second after Stewart's inquiry. He also gets his prime conditions to attack this year. At Class 2 or lower handicaps, over five or five and a half furlongs in the May to October period where he is six wins and a second from eight starts. So very tight there when he gets his conditions. Happy Romance makes a handicap debut here on what is her 27th career start. Uh, she makes the debut from a mark of 102 in handicaps. She was rated as high as 111 at her peak. Uh, those runs included a one-length second in a Group 1 in Maidan and a one-length fourth in the Group 1 Sprint Cup at Haydock in 2021. She also has a, a five-point claimer on top here, so effectively reducing the mark to 97. Her record in the UK at Group 3 level and below, over five and six furlong trips, reads seven wins and a place from 11 starts. And she's not if not interesting contender in this happy romance. And living the moment, uh, the final one on my shortlist, one at Goodwood last time out, should be suited by conditions here. In handicaps from marks of 89 or less, in May to September, and on tracks with undulations, he has six wins and four places from 15 starts. He finished second on both his previous starts at Doncaster. Quick word as well on the pace. Which potential for pace horses to be coming from middle to high numbers? No real obvious pace horses in the bottom third. Bottom quarter of the draw, uh, also, you know, no real pace horses down that side. So one of my shortlisters, Chipstead. Possibly not ideally drawn in stall one. And with that in mind, I would be favouring significantly and live in the moment from my current shortlisters. Tony, what have you got for the Portland handicap? Uh, right, are you ready for this? I've uh, got 
two, the two outsiders here. I've also got uh, on the short list um, significantly and uh, Hurricane Ivor as well. So if uh, listeners want to uh, check out Hurricane Ivor. Uh, but I have uh, the big board for trainer... Uh, Richard Hannon and uh, also Sean Levy, uh, stable jockey in the saddle at uh, offered 225. A uh, couple of wins earlier in the season at this venue over five furlongs and Ascot in July. Uh, nothing wrong with defeats at York, beating one and three quarter lengths and Salisbury earlier this month. Went over six furlongs and uh, hampered in the final furlong, the big board. I think he can race with Dakota Gold in the early stages, and I'm hoping he can hang on for a place uh, with majority of uh, uh, firms paying six places on the race. That is the big board. That's around 28 to 1. And Dusky Lord, the whole outsider, the big outsider of the mall, uh, beaten five and three-quarter lengths behind Call Me Ginger in this contest 12 months ago. Off a £3 lower mark. Uh, fairly consistent in defeat in a number of starts this term. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, first time cheek pieces to spark improvement from uh, Dusky Lord, who has a high draw as well. Uh, I've got all my eggs in one basket with the shortlist. Uh, I've gone for the, the top half of the draw, significantly uh, Hurricane Iver, the big board, and at 50-1, to 1, Dusky Lord, who comes out of 16 as well. So, uh, fingers crossed for that. On to the big one, Ben. Uh, 3.35, Doncaster, the St. Ledger Stakes, Group 1, over one mile, six and a half furlongs. Yeah, some trends, first of all, for the St. Ledger. Uh, 14 of the last 15 winners passed all of the following trends. All were rated 108 or higher. Had no more than two starts without at least running into places. Finishing the first four in a Class 1 last time out, beating no more than five lengths. I also noted that 14 of the last 25 winners won a Class 1 one at class one level last time out. A three to eight previous career starts. Had not previously run at Doncaster and started at eight to one or less for the ledger. Smashing all those trends together leaves a shortlist of Arrest, Continuous and Desert Hero, which is pretty much the front three in the market. I'd probably also bring Tower of London into the equation as well. Arrest won the, the Jeffrey Freer last time out in Newbury. Kind of a favourite probably because Frankie decided to jump on board. Uh, but the Jeffy Freer's not, not been a successful route to this in recent years. 16 St. Ledger runners warmed up in that race. None of them won. So Arrest would need to change that stat if he's to win. On the plus side, I think you'll handle the ground well. Uh, he's by Franco. Five Franco kids have run in the St. Ledger previously. Two of them won it. Uh, Franco kids do in general handle Doncaster quite well. So Positives for the Gosden horse. Continuous, he was very impressive when winning the great Vault Ledger stakes last time out. That has been a good warm-up for the Ledger. 44 horses that finished in the first three in the great Vault Ledger, great Vault Ledger even, came on to run in the St. Ledger. Ten of them won. So a big positive for Continuous there. Possible query about the ground from, but he did win a, a Group 3 on a very soft ground in France as a two-year-old. I think ideally he'd possibly want it quicker than it's likely to be on Saturday, but I think it should be okay. Continuous on the ground. Uh, Desert Hero won the Gordon Stakes at Guru last time out. Nine winners of that came on to the St. Ledger next time out. Four of them landed uh, the last classic of the season. So another solid warm-up contest for this. 
He's also unbeaten, three from three on soft and heavy, so he'll handle the underfoot conditions well, Desert Hero. And then Tower of London, now things just didn't pan out for him at all in that Bahrain trophy last time out. I think he's better than that for, for all. It wasn't a, a pure effort by any stretch. As Breeden does suggest, this trip will be banging range for him, Tower of London. But overall, Muslim sort of race. In truth, I think I could flip between a few of them, Tony, but for now, coming down the side of the O'Brien pair, Continuous and Tower of London. What have you got for the, the ledger, Tony? Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? It's wide open. Yeah, it's absolutely yep. wide open. I am, uh, again, with, with, like the high draw in the uh, top half of the draw in the uh, earlier race, uh, I'm eggs in one basket on the Gordon Stakes at Glorious Goodwood. I'm going for the 1-2 uh, in, the, in the Gordon Stakes. Uh, won by Desert Hero, uh, who won by a neck. Uh, chess piece was in behind. Chess piece has had a, a decent old season and been placed well by Simon and Ed Crisford. Uh, he's, he won at York in, uh, in May in a, uh, in a handicap before uh, going on to run well. Third of 14 behind Gregory in the Queen's Vars, Group 2 Queen's Vars at uh, Royal Ascot. Uh, he then won a listed race at uh, Hamilton before uh, last month, turning up with Glorious Goodwood and finishing second in the Gordon Stakes. Chess piece uh, for Simon and Ed Crisford. Uh, I think he's just, I think the son of Nathaniel's a little bit overpriced here, 12 to 1. I think uh, that could be a cracking each way bet. Uh, but I'm going for uh, Desert Hero uh, for William Haggis and Tom Marquand. He lines up here in the St. Ledger uh, after coming on and winning the Group 3 uh, Gordon Stakes stakes uh, as a uh, beaten chess piece uh, he had won earlier um, he'd come gone straight from the King George the fifth stakes at uh, Royal Ascot winning a handicap there beating 19 uh, 18 rivals and Valiant King uh, ahead at uh, 18 to one but he's uh, he certainly deserves his go at uh, at this prize here at the, in the ledger uh, after his uh, efforts in the uh, Gordon stakes the group three Gordon stakes so desert hero and uh, chess piece for me chess piece each way obviously in the race as he's around 12 to 1 with some firms uh, moving on to the 520 at Doncaster the sealant handicap class 2 handicap over 1 mile uh, Ben your thoughts on this one yeah um, usually we try and keep it to ITV races but small fields on the go at Doncaster so mm. we're moving to the end of the car just to get a bit of a chunkier race to deal with and my shortlist for this 1 mile handicap consists of Sonny Liston, our old friend, Spirit Catcher, Liberty Lane, Freedom Day, and Spiro Spira Delta. Uh, Liberty Lane went in my notebook after his fourth at Newmarket last time out. High numbers were the call that day at the track, so he was at a disadvantage from a stall four draw. I thought his run was much better than it looked. He was also poorly drawn on his handicap debut at Royal Ascot on a start prior to that. I do think he's on a workable market present, 97. He won easily on his two-year-old debut on Sofran in Nottingham last year, so ground will be fine for Liberty Lane, and he definitely interests me here. Sonny Liston, one we have covered a few times on the pod. He's been knocking on the door plenty this season without quite winning. He's run some big races, and Ryan Moore jumps back in the saddle here. Ralphie Beckett, he also has some solid stats at the St. Ledger Festival since 2015, with his geldings and fillies over seven furlongs or further. He's six winners and eight placed horses from 27 qualifiers with those types. 22% win strike rate, 
52% winning play strike rate, uh, just short of 50 points profit. So Sonny Liston is high in my thoughts once again. Uh, Spira Delta, uh, one that should enjoy the ground on soft and good to soft and off breaks of 25 days or less. He's three wins and four places from nine starts. Should have more offer as a, a three-year-old. He's trained by Mark Walford, as is Freedom Day. I've not seen much of him yet. This is only his sixth year start and only his third for Walford. He moved to his current yard from the Gosdens after winning a red car novice in April. That race has worked out quite well. Potentially interesting of his current mark of 84, Freedom Day. And Spirit Catcher was the other on my short list. Now, he's closely matched with Sonny Liston from their York run last time out. Well, Sonny Liston does get a two-pound pool of the weights this time round. Competitively in contest this, as you'd expect, there was actually one bookie that had priced the race up when I was pulling together my notes, which I was a little surprised for that, but I am going to side with Liberty Lane and Sonny Liston in this one. Tony, what have you got for us? Yeah, there's not a lot of prices going around, mate, is there? The, no, the, uh, no. Very disappointing, and uh, only at the minute, Bet365 and William Hill are uh, going four places on this. Uh, I know there's 15 runners, but they usually do uh, more play- four places on uh, 15 runners, at least a big handicap at the end of the uh, on the end of the card as well. I've got uh, Sonny Liston. You've uh, you've said enough there, uh, Ben. Solid and consistent all year. Can give another good account here in the hands of Ryan Moore. Uh, two others, uh, Dutch decoy. Uh, one over a mile at Newmarket in July before running well in defeat at Goodwood and York on a couple of occasions last month in the Clipper Handicap uh, at York beating uh, one and a half lengths in uh, the uh, 20 runner handicap uh, three and a quarter lengths at York and also Blue For You who's around nine to one, Dutch decoys around ten to one by the way, Blue For You is around nine to one, one over a similar trip at York in July on John Smith's Cup Day and uh, beaten favourite last time at York in the Clipper Handicap Handicap at the Eber meeting. Uh, <laughs> never put in the race is the best way of describing that effort, by the way. Last time out. That's all I'll say. Blue for you. Uh, hopefully for an improved uh, effort uh, tomorrow. And Dutch decoy at round 10 to 1. Blue for you at 9 to 1. 11 to 2. Uh, Sunny Liston. A bit of money uh, around this morning for Sunny Liston. So that's my three there. I'll be playing all three as well uh, in that 520. Uh, at uh, Doncaster. Okay, that's uh, Donny out the way. Best of luck, everyone, with the uh, the St. Ledger. Top, middle and bottom now. Here we go. Oh, golly, what a boy! The great thing about loving football is you cannot explain why you love it. It just happens. Chasing a ball around a park wanting one team to win against the other. El Mahani right foot, whips it, oh jeezy peeps man. It's still funny. Uh, the bit of the pod you've all been waiting for, top, middle and bottom, uh, before this week's selections. Ben, what's the scores on the doors after last week's action? And keep the last language week. in check as well when you mentioned yeah. Dumbarton. Yep, last week Tony returns <laughs> for us both. Both let down by our great pals, Dodgy Dumbarton. So, and I have to say, we nailed the three races last week. Yep, yeah. And we both got two out of three on top of the bottom, and Dumbarton let us down. I mean, I would say you couldn't write, you couldn't write it. 
Like, yeah, so the kids, right? Yeah, yeah. probably always going to happen. But yeah, last week, two winners for myself are a return of plus 1.48. Yourself, two winners are a return of plus 0.15. Good, um, 15 pence. Oh, I get in. Overall totals, myself, minus 5.1, 5.1, edging my way back to safety, let's say. Um, yourself, Tony, plus 23.93. Nice and steady, taking along. This week's selections, uh, and I only take a slightly different approach to this one, Tony. I am firing up two shorties and another skinny sort of one for my top, middle, and bottom. Let's call it a bit of life testing by me. See what happens. <laughs> I'm going to roll the dice. That's probably not the right term. Anywho, uh, my top, middle, and bottom top Scottish Championship, Dundee United to beat Morton at 7-10. to 10. I think Dundee United are... They're just going to prove very hard to beat in the championship this year. Potentially a long way clear of the rest. Morton likely won't be no match from here. Morton have lost the last three league matches. Dundee United unbeaten in the last eight uh, matches overall. Kept a clean sheet in the last three. They've only conceded once in the league. Morton have conceded at least one goal in each of the last eight matches. Conceded the most goals of anyone in the league. Dundee United have scored the most goals of anyone in the league. It's only going to go one way. It's a Dundee United win. Uh, middle, Scottish first. Hamilton to beat Aloha at 1-2. Hamilton, serious form they have started in. Clearly determined to get straight back up in the championship. Won seven of the last eight matches. Only defeat came on penalties in the cup. Uh, they've got the tightest defence in the league. Only conceded two goals in five matches so far. Should be an easy enough three points at home, Aloha. So Hamilton for me. And bottom, Scottish second, Dumbarton to beat Elgin City. No. At evens. Yeah, right. I actually said to one of my members this week that I am done with Dumbarton. But I also said, unless it's against Elgin and they're a stupid price, didn't realise our next match was against Elgin. <laughs> um, evens is probably not a stupid price, but I'm going to take it. Um, despite them being beat 3-1 by Kelty Hearts last week, seemingly the scoreline didn't actually reflect the true story because Dumbarton actually fielded a massively changed team to normal and Hart still had by far the best of chances. They had 19 shots in the game, Tony. 19. Um, and it was actually their own poor defending that gifted Kelly Hearts the goals. So, Dumbarton, I'm going in again, which will surely be their mo- a more recognisable lineup. And come on, Dumbarton, you've got to you've got to turn over Elgin, say, please. Or I really will go mental this time. So, <laughs> Top, Dundee United, middle, Hamilton, bottom, Dumbarton. Tony? Excellent stuff, excellent. I'm uh, going for uh, odds against, all odds against here. Top, Queen's Park at home to Dunfermline. Uh, Sterling away at Annan Athletic and Stenhouse Muir at home to Stranraer. So Queen's Park at 6-5, to five. Sterling away at Annan at 7-5 to five. and Stenhouse Muir at home to Stranraer at 6-5. Uh, to five. That's it uh, for us. That's it for top, middle and bottom. Many thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Racing Pop Blast. Uh, very best of luck with your Doncaster betting uh, this weekend. Uh, if you're nearly rising, you can catch me on Epic Radio at five, between five and seven. Shedot Radio between seven and nine. And you can catch uh, more from Ben over on narrowingthefield.co.uk. We will be back uh, next week with the next episode of the Racing Pop Blast. A big thanks for listening this week. Have a great weekend all. Uh, thanks very much, Ben. Just on. And cheers, everyone. Have a great weekend. <laughs>